This week on VMworld 2021, the Virtually Speaking podcast has grabbed several industry experts to discuss their respective products, VMware announcements, and some sessions to look out for. We're calling them VChats, and we'll be releasing them all week. Let's do this. You're going to learn today. Oh, yeah. On this episode, we take a closer look at Tanzu's service mesh with VMware product manager Niran. The Tanzu. Enjoy. All right, so joining us now is Niran Evanchen. Niran, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Happy to be here. Hey, Thank first you. off, uh, I saw on Twitter that you are one of the most recent American citizens. So welcome <laughs> and congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's been a long journey and uh, choosing where you want to be a citizen rather than getting born into it is uh, quite an experience. Yeah, I bet, man. I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, but I, I want to spend the time that I do have with you because I know you're very busy. I want to spend the time that I do have with you talking about something that's going to be a, a big topic at VMworld, and that is uh, Tanzu Service Mesh. So uh, do me a favor. A lot of my audience might not be familiar with that. So why don't we start by giving the the 10,000 foot view? What exactly is uh, Tanzu Service Mesh? And then uh, and then we'll take it from there. 10,000 foot overview, Service Mesh and Tanzu Service Mesh specifically is a connectivity and security layer for any workload across any cloud uh, for modern applications. Um, that was like maybe 20 even, uh, 20,000. <laughs> that's basically what it's supposed to do. Uh, Connect and secure workloads across different clouds. Okay, okay. So now let's zoom down a little little deeper than that then, I guess. <laughs> okay, so uh, the technology for service mesh is basically kind of creating a way to uh, think about that. If I have different services in a distributed system like microservices, there's a lot that I need to do to make these microservices talk and to make sure all connectivity is secure. And you, everybody on the call probably know the traditional way to create connectivity across different infrastructure using VPNs and gateways and so on. What Service Mesh basically does, it takes the centralized load balancing capability and and distributes it uh, into all the workloads. So imagine now that every workload, whether it's a pod or a virtual machine, but specifically we talk about pods right now, uh, we got a, what we call a reverse proxy attached to that workload. Now we can take this proxy, we can configure it in a very declarative Kubernetes style with a reconciliation loop. So you don't need to be a developer to say, hey, I want encryption. You just say I want encryption and the system will, will do that. What happens is that all these proxies talk with one another. So what we get is basically um, an abstraction of all the communication and security that microservices need to do in order to communicate. So as a developer, I don't need to go and call IT, hey, tell me the IP of the authentication service that runs on AWS. I can simply say, I want to talk with authentication service and the proxies will say, we know what this means and connect you in an MTLS secure way. Mm. Now, what we've done at VMware, I'm going to, uh, I'll tell you already before you ask what we've done at VMware. We've done what VMware does best, which is uh, abstractions. So VMware knows abstractions. Oh, yeah. I, I like giving the analogy for vSphere. vSphere or virtualization layer, as we have it, you guys have been in that time, right? You guys were working virtualization, I assume, 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was all about consolidation, saving you space, saving you power, consolidation, consolidation. People used to kind of uh, say VMware is about to go because nobody would need that anymore, yeah, consolidation. Yeah. But we made this much better security by inserting security capabilities in the abstraction layer, much better monitoring we can see now IOs, the latency on IOs, exactly where it's stuck, all those kind of things. And we could also add the 
policy-based management and automation. And basically the cloud is all you know, built on this abstraction, right? So the same goes here. Service Mesh, people that know Service Mesh know that it provides MTLS encryption and it provides the ability to do like micro-segmentation on a layer seven layer, like saying A can speak with B, but not with C. People know that it can do traffic management, like saying, if I'm coming from England, connect me to the English services or things like uh, if I'm calling from an iPhone, uh, add me to the iPhone services, stuff like that. But what we've done at VMware, we built on this abstraction a bunch more use cases that customers, this is pretty visionary for them. First of all, we abstracted the service mesh itself. We kind of untying it from the Kubernetes layer. We're building it in a way that's pretty agnostic for the platform, the workload, and the cloud it's running on. Uh, that's something called global namespaces. Look it up, or we can talk about it if we have time. But more so, we acquired a company called Mesh7. That's going to be one of the announcements uh, at VMworld around uh, around it becoming available or uh, announced when it's going to become available because okay. we are kind of... A, very advanced on the on the capabilities and what it does, it can actually control on the east-west layer exactly which API calls can happen between different services. Now imagine that I can I not only say A can only speak with B and not with C, I can say A can speak with B, but can only do gets and only for these parameters. And someone hijack that service, drop it. And we can see all the API calls and we can use it as a baseline. So imagine you're developing software, you're seeing all the API calls, you make it as a baseline, you apply it as a policy in production, you lock it down, only the API calls that's supposed to happen going to happen. Now this empowers security teams to reach levels of security they couldn't reach before because the API is the new endpoint. It's basically the new network endpoint. Yeah. So, so from an API basis, let's say I'm a bank and I've I've got you know I've I've gotten on board with these microservices. I've split things out. Maybe I've got you know different authentication, or I need to tap the the user or their location for maybe like an ATM finding system. Uh, but that ATM finding system doesn't need to be able to tap into like you know the the wire issue API calls to the thing that does wire transfers. Like that's just, those apps shouldn't be talking to each other in that way. This would help me build kind of a, a service, a mesh of applications or microservices that can provide different things, but also do some segmentation of like, what? why would this be talking to that? Or if, if it's talking, okay, it needs to know the user isn't where they are, but it doesn't need to know what, what's actually in their bank account. Like find yeah. ways to segment that. Think about the layers of security. You're exactly right, John. Think about the layer of security. You got the firewalls, the physical perimeter firewalls that control traffic between different places. Yep. Then you got the SDN with micro segmentation, like NSX, it basically can control IP port, IP port. You can provide context in higher layers, but at the end of the day, NSX is like enforcement to layer four. Uh, and then you got service mesh that can do uh, A can speak with B, but we're talking now business language. Uh, example being front end can speak with authentication, right? You don't need to specify P's and ports. This is another layer. Mm. And now we provide another layer on top of that where you can say, a can speak with B, but can only do gets. Someone hijacked A and start doing puts, block it. And that's a significant, significant improvement to the security posture of distributed companies. I want to add another thing that's even cooler that customers like they see the flip, that they, they go crazy. Because what we can do, think about those proxies, right? The Envoy proxies we use. Yeah. They're attached yeah. to every service, right? Now, what we do with Mesh 7, we have filters on it. Filter is basically a way to program the Envoy to do something with data. And what we can do is we can apply policies that's looking for specific patterns in the data. We can see if A passes to B social security numbers or ABA numbers. Look for PII. So do PII data. Prevention. Yeah. Mm. Now we elevated the service mesh in all East-West to controlling not only service-to-service communication, but also data. This is quite mind, you know, mind-boggling to a lot of customers. They love it. Now, oh, that's next level. Yeah. You can see... 
which traffic is passing and you can control also. So if I, and you don't see the data, that's the important part, right? We don't see the actual data. We see if, if it happens. Because otherwise you'd have to like rip the data out, send it to an inspection engine or like, I'm just trying to think of how, or how IDSs work. You had to hairpin all traffic oh. in the data center through this magic box that scales. I'm going to blow your mind, John. I got I to gotta tell you, you're going to blow your mind because all the traffic is encrypted. So if you're talking about doing this without service mesh, yeah. you had to put certificates and strip your security apart. Decrypting the traffic yeah. or, or terminating, uh, risking men in the middle and basically trying to figure out what the information is by inspecting packets. Now, what we do before we encrypt, we inspect mm-hmm. and we know. And if you if you pull in social security numbers from a service that got hijacked and we're not supposed to, we can block it. And we don't need to decrypt because we encrypt traffic right after all the way to the destination, no termination in the middle. This idea, think about this now, not only for Kubernetes, not only between clouds, think about it for vSphere. Mm-hmm. Right, vSphere domains, in-flight encryption, understanding the API calls. When did you see last a really huge? Yeah, sidecar, rate? sidecars for my VMs. I like it. So. <laughs> for your yeah, VMs, for your pod, idea. yeah, it's a uh, pretty, it's really exciting. And uh, the company, do we have a new CTO kit? He loves this. Uh, we're going to double down on this. Yeah, well, for and sure. So the the other thing is, so let's say you find this, you don't have to actually send. Hey, here's the social security number I found. You're you're not sending that externally. Instead, you're sending an alert. What all can I flow this into? So how do I how do I make this actionable by my security teams? So currently, the way we're building it is kind of stage one. We're gonna imp- so the company we call we bought Mesh Seven. Their architecture is pretty similar to us. They got a controller, they got a UI, and they got the filters on Envoy, which is exactly what we do at Service Mesh. So we're currently integrating those layers where we're going to have a single UI, single API, single Envoy proxy, uh, single controller, right? That everything is basically melted into, into tons of Service Mesh. It's not no longer going to be Mesh 7. At some point, we're going to stop referring to them as well as Mesh 7. Uh, the second step is going to be starting to apply more what were customers for consumption point of view. VMware has decided we are on consumption, we're gonna we have a lot to improve, a lot to improve. But what we want to do is provide customers with ways to consume those very complex solutions in a much easier way. So think about this: I can see all the traffic, I can see all the API calls, I can see everything. Right now, think from a declarative point of view. Why do I need to ask the user what what to do? I don't. I can infer that and you know approve it with wherever and apply this, right? Sure. We want to consume this in a declarative manner. We also want to be able to do everything over API using GitOps, meaning we can apply a YAML file uh, and that will apply the policies. At the end of the day, our customers are customers that are DevOps, call it as a general field. DevOps is all about reducing waste and not adding burden. And that's where we aim in it. So currently, it's going to be some configuration to make things work. Next step is to reduce the burden of configuring stuff and moving more to inference of what needs to happen uh, and also uh, declaratively automating uh, the policies and the application of those policies and interjecting into the customer supply chain, basically. I like it. I like it. So this is a a new topic for me, and I'm definitely going to be spending this week of VMworld learning more about it. So I know there's a a lot of sessions that are going to be out there. Uh, I want to definitely make sure we're going to put session numbers on the show notes of the page, but tell me what I should be looking for and what I should be trying to uh, focus on uh, as it pertains to Service Mesh. So this is pre-recorded and we just finished uh, a blog post with the, the list of sessions. Um, so I'll give you the link. It's supposed to be live today. You can Once this is published, you can put it uh, out there. Uh, in addition, last year we were mentioned or 
presented in four sessions on service terms of service specifically. This year, we're looking way over 10 um, and also in a few key, key po- uh, uh, keynotes. Um, Adri Patel's keynote, uh, we're looking at uh, um, Tom Gillis' keynote, we're looking at Perez and James Waters' uh, main sessions. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of sessions on Service Mesh. VMware has moved from, hey, we want to Kubernetes stuff, meaning inject Kubernetes and, and, and own that layer, uh, into now let's use the Kubernetes layer to add a lot of added value and additional services that others can provide directly into our platforms. Uh, Service Mesh is one of them. Honestly, OPA is going to be very significant as well. So you're going to start seeing more and more VMware focusing on those higher layers and higher services and more open services uh, for that matter. I like it. I like, I like it. it. Yeah, there's, there's I love it. Fun <laughs> to consume this week. I love it. Yeah, this is, you know, John and I focus a lot on infrastructure, but this is definitely, you know, you know, this is definitely an area that really piques my interest. And so, you guys, well, I mean, this is the next, this is right? the next layer of infrastructure is just nothing but layers of abstraction. It's like the classic kind of Dante's Inferno layers, but, you know, it's just an endless amounts of layers of abstraction. Um, but because it's a VMware company, it's, it's always interesting to see the parallels uh, of just where VMware goes with these things and, and how they make things. There, there are so many parallels, whether it's infrastructure all the way up to the application in terms of what VMware does to make things and enhance And the, you're the, saying perfectly, think about it, right? Um, when we buy companies, that's one thing, something to add, right? And we bought very good companies. We bought very good products. We're talking, you know, Heptio and Navi and, and uh, Airwatch and oh, we yeah. name it, right? When we build stuff internally, we're talking about people like us, right? I'm like 2000, I'm a VMware uh, kind of a, a professional. I've been doing this for all, for all my career. And there's a bunch of yeah. people that are the same, been for, for years in this V community uh, or specifically at VMware. We understand abstractions. We understand the market. We understand uh, our customers, our enterprise customers. So we know where to drive these things that it's pretty unique. This is a pretty unique proposition because all the clouds, they're focusing on greenfield, new customers, uh, smaller customers, slash, and what they, they would love to have the enterprises that we have. But you know, the, the, the work we're doing with companies like JPMC is pretty incredible. It drives our product, drives our vision. And you guys are vSEN folks, right? I oh, know, yeah. John, you are pretty yeah. happy vSEN. Remember when vSEN came out? This was a big new innovation to vSphere, uh, big news change in the market, disruptive. This kind of VMware stuff that we do. Uh, I consider Service Mesh kind of the same line of succession from vSAN into a real VMware innovation that goes into our platforms and goes to our customers. Yeah. Well, it's good to see just some very strong market differentiation because this is there's there's a couple of people out you know on the world who've been doing things in this space, but nothing nothing like this, particularly the security side. This is this is really a standout approach. Thank you. Doing our cool. best. Yeah, and anybody that's seeing this and want to know more, um, you know, shoot me a Twitter or let's you know we can do another session like a show. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a longer session and we'll 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 probably summon Miles Gray in for that session. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll get Miles in and we'll do a 40 minute or 40 minute hour long deep dive session where we're, I know I'm going to have more questions for you uh, after VMworld as I start to watch these sessions and start to create the questions. But yeah, this this is a really good way to wet my whistle on this. I appreciate you coming on, Niren. Happy to come. Happy to be here. All right. For those listening, be sure to put Tanzu Service Mesh on your agenda. Uh, there will be plenty of links to the to the various sessions and other resources available for this awesome feature. And uh, Niran, again, thanks for coming on, my friend. Thank you.